0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the 7 Minutes in Heaven podcast, a podcast devotional for educators. I am your host, Pracia Jordan, blogger-in-chief of prayerandpedagogy.com, where our mission is to edify, equip, and encourage educators everywhere. This is episode 19, A Killer View. Let's get into it. Today's word comes from Romans 12, verse 1. And the NIV version reads, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So Romans 12:1 is likely a verse that you're familiar with. I know for me, it was definitely one that would pop up a few times in my memory verse list growing up as a child in church. And I've definitely heard lots of sermons and different Bible studies and preachers and teachings on this verse in this chapter. But for some reason, and I, I guess this is really just how the Holy Spirit works, this Rima a fresh word from him. Um, When I was studying this this week, it just kind of hit me a little bit differently in some of the, the wording and the phraseology. And it really put into perspective for me what this verse is saying. So let's get into it. First, God's mercy is a killer view. At the beginning part, it says that i'm encouraging you urging you brothers and sisters in view of god's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice now the phrasing of a living sacrifice already sticks out because it's kind of oxymoronic like a sacrifice especially in this biblical context is dead (laughs) there's often a ram a lamb a bird that is laid on the altar and killed in order to bring a sacrifice to god or to bring a sacrifice and so the idea of a living sacrifice is kind of confusing because if sacrifice is killer, it's death, then what does a living sacrifice look like? And it talks about that this sacrifice is something that's holy and pleasing to God. Well, what does God desire? He desires for people to be holy. He desires for his children to live lives of holiness. And so a living sacrifice is us as believers living in the way that God has called us to live and doing that. And it says that we're offering up our bodies. So this is not just a spiritual thing, although it is also a spiritual thing, but it's also a very physical, daily, actionable thing for us to be a living sacrifice. And so the question becomes, well, I cannot recall any time where a sacrifice just got up and laid down on the altar (laughs) and voluntarily gave themselves up for a sacrifice, except for Jesus. And so the, how do we get to this point where we will offer because it's not being taken. It's asking us to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. How do we get there? When we have the proper view of God's mercy, it will urge, encourage, incite us to voluntarily offer up our body as a living sacrifice. Because when we really understand what it means for God to have had mercy on us, those of us who sinned against him, who were enemies with God, for him to offer his son, Jesus Christ, to come sinless as he was and die on the cross for us to have relationship with him. That is a powerful and merciful act. And when we have God's mercy in its proper view in our lives, when we look at it with the respect and the worth that it is deserving of, it is reasonable to expect that we will offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. In fact, in the end, it says, this is our true and proper worship. And I like other versions that says, this is your reasonable act of worship. When we have the proper view of God's mercy, it is reasonable for us to offer ourselves up as a living sacrifice because God's mercy is a killer view. Second, we have to make sure that we don't allow the world to kill or block your view. Now in the latter end of this verse, it says that this is your true and proper worship, or as we know it, your reasonable sacrifice. The challenge for us as believers is to make sure that we don't allow the environment that we live in, the world that we live in, the flesh that we live in to kill our view of God's mercy. Have you ever had this experience? You're walking down the hallway and you see somebody who's out of your school's regular dress code or they look out of place. So you're like, excuse me, young man, young woman. And then when they turn around, you're like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. It became obvious to you that they were an adult or a visitor or something of that nature. And so when you see them, you're like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Um, Or have you ever had this experience of having a student in your class who's, you know, really difficult or challenging or perhaps they're asleep in your class all the time, nodding off, dozing, head down, not getting any work done. And of course, you're frustrated. They're not passing or they're not working up to their potential because they're asleep all the time. And so you have a conversation with this student or their parent or another teacher. And in that conversation, you learn something like this student works two jobs after school to help support their family or they wake up very early in the morning to get their younger siblings to school because their parents work third shift or maybe they have a medical condition that sometimes makes them sleepy during the time period where they're in your class. And when you learn this information, your perspective changes and your response to them changes in your class. What is happening in those type of situations is that our view has changed. And when our view changes, our response changes. And so this same principle applies for us in our walk with God. When we have the proper view of God's mercy, our reasonable response is a living sacrifice. But the challenge for us as believers is to look truly at ourselves and analyze the places in our life where perhaps our view has changed. Our view has been distorted or our view has been killed. If we are struggling to forgive other people How can that be if we have the proper view of God's mercy? Because when we think of how undeserving we are, we know how sin-filled we were and God had mercy on us by giving us Jesus, by allowing us to be forgiven for our sins, it's a reasonable response to then turn around and forgive other people when we are challenged to tithe, to give generously, to donate, to do things that cost us financially, it may be because our view of God's mercy has been distorted. Because when we look at the fact that we're breathing, that God has been generous in giving us life, that he has been generous in providing for us, that he has been generous, not just in a spiritual way, but in a very physical, tangible way, then it's a reasonable response when we have that view to then turn around and be generous. When we are struggling to be patient and long suffering with people who are difficult in our lives or relationships that are strained, perhaps it is because our view of God's mercy has been diminished because we know for sure (laughs) we have been difficult in our relationship with God that he has had to be patient and long-suffering with us. And if we have the proper view, it's a reasonable response that we can then be patient and long-suffering with ourselves and with other brothers and sisters in Christ and people in the world. And so the challenge here is that in those areas in our lives where we are struggling to really offer ourselves up as a living sacrifice, we need to really be introspective and ask ourselves, is God's mercy in its proper view in this area? Do I really understand the magnitude with which he has been gracious and merciful to me? Because if my view is proper, then a reasonable response should be that I act as a living sacrifice in this area. And I'm not going to allow the world's messaging or my own to distort or kill my view. If my view of God's mercy is in its proper place, then offering my life as a living sacrifice is a reasonable response to what I see. And if it's not, I have to challenge myself because I know that God's mercy is a killer view. So this is your hashtag seven minute challenge for the week. Be honest with yourself. Is there an area in life where you need to shift your view? Pray specifically for the Holy Spirit to help you in that area this week. I know that he will come through. This has been episode 19, A Killer View. Thank you for joining me at the intersection of prayer and pedagogy. See you next time.